0: This conversation was recorded on May 17th, 2019. It's taking forever to edit because Wade and Siggy talk too much. So we are breaking this episode into chunks. Enjoy this chunk. It's a sled. He's dead. The box contains his wife's head. Vader's his father, they're allergic to water. She's a sister and her daughter. You watched it wrong.
1: You guys, we did it. We're here. We are at part three. The final chapter of our discussion about the MCU. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're finally here, much like the completion of a 22-movie story arc culminating in this year's Avengers Endgame. Here is MCU Part 3 of You Watched It Wrong. Hi, how are you doing tonight? My name is Wade.
0: My name is Siggy, and this is the podcast where we watch 22 films, some of them multiple (laughs) times, and then we take hours and hours and hours to discuss every last detail or at least the ones that we invented categories for
1: right the previous episodes part one and two you heard us talk about our favorite movies our favorite characters heroes villains non-superheroes uh action scenes non-action scenes well today we've only got a couple categories left but that would free us up to discuss the two that have come out since we started this whole enterprise uh because not included when we started we, it was Captain Marvel and Avengers in game. So Ant-Man and the Wasp was wrapped into, our, wrapped into our last ones, if you recall. This time, we're going to have to backtrack, maybe redo some revisions on our previous selections due to what has come out since, and you get to hear all of that in the forthcoming minutes.
0: <laughs> Mere minutes. Mere, Mere minutes. minutes. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I... Ignore that little progress bar on your f- phone. That hour mark that
1: starts with a five. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, that's right. We're we're gonna time warp through this, and you're not even gonna don't even try to make sense of the timeline. It's just, just just go with us. Go, go with us on this emotional journey. Well, before we jump into that, let's let's
1: let's kind of briefly go over what we've missed. I don't like giving short shrift to Captain Marvel or Endgame, but uh, dude, you know we, we can't we can't go beat through beat through every one of these. You
0: can't.
1: So let's start with Captain Marvel. Let's do it. I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. I really liked it. Two things that I liked the most was, A, that the whole story was framed around the, you're too emotional. You're thinking too much with your heart. you got to start thinking with up here. The, and they, the way they phrased it was like a lot of warrior-like movies where they're like, don't get emotionally involved, stay in focus, do all this stuff. So it felt like a warrior thing. Mm-hmm. But it was obviously, women are too emotional. You're, you're weak because you're too emotional. When really the strength comes from all of that. And, like, of course, when men get upset, they're showing their passion and, their, and, and strength. But if a woman shows their emotions that's deemed, that's, that's all the reason why you shouldn't be where you are.
0: That's interesting because it also fit into the themes of um, her relationship with authority and uh, mm-hmm. the Kree's attempts to control her. And they, you know, with a, as a plot device, the way they supplanted memories was a way they could control her that way through her right. mind, but they couldn't control her spirit. Right. right. Yeah.
1: It was very good. And of course, the whole thing that they're saying is like, we've given this to you. We could take it away, but that's not, be, that's actually the inhibitor to it. So mm-hmm. um, I really like that. A quick, quick side note, a friend, if you're listening, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say, uh, she'll know who it is but a friend of mine uh, said that uh, her very very nice and loving husband <laughs> and she went to see it and um
0: this sounds afterwards... like this
1: sounds like my husband's not sexist but <laughs> but this is very interesting he said he had a problem with the movie he didn't like that captain marvel didn't have a bad guy bigger than her to fight an impossible bad guy hmm. that she that she couldn't take down that she eventually did that is how these movies are usually constructed, but here's the thing like and of course, my friend she's going uh, uh, she's just kind of rolling her eyes and keeping her thing and I had, when she was telling me this, I hadn't seen Captain Marvel at the time, and i, I, I some I, I kind of waxed and I said, uh, well, maybe it's because men need a a man's type of story if I want to get gender you know diminutive man' type of story is we need to men need to see that there is something bigger than them that they could never possibly take down and then see it done you know we need to see that there's something that I could never be victorious over but then I get to be victorious over right well women experience that every day Day, every minute every everything we're like basically they could take over they could be victorious and and they are facing those battles every day and 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 uh i go well, maybe that's why he feels like it's wanting like it's like once once she came into herself when she comes into herself and realizes she doesn't need to prove anything or be anyone or whatever you know she's just it's it's that's one thing she doesn't have to worry about now but i didn't explain myself well there on that one but then I saw it and I, I went up to her and I go, your husband's crazy. <laughs> there is a villain bigger than her. It's the system. It's the, uh, the, the supreme yeah. intelligence. It's the system. It's the whole network of a whole culture lined up everything against you to make you not be yourself, be your full self, or even be able to think your own thoughts. And she did take that down. You know, <laughs> she goes, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm going to give, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, usually, uh, in hero stories, they do have to overcome like a greater good. And usually it's a really obvious thing, like in the form of a supervillain, especially in a superhero right. story, you know, wonder woman, and it's not necessarily a gendered thing. Wonder woman has Mars or Aries or whatever they call him in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, right. um, who who plays that role. But I
1: enjoy I enjoyed the end of Captain Marvel way more than the end of Wonder Woman. In that regard,
0: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I boy, I like them. I like them both. Um, it's Captain Marvel. I mean, it's notable. We're jumping right to the end, uh, but it's notable once, like, she gets her fully empowered moment. You know, she breaks mm-hmm. off the restraints. The power was in you all along. Then she just like kicks so much ass. <laughs> Right. From that point forward, is like nothing stands a chance against her.
1: Right. Exactly. And and even from that moment on, even through the other movies, she's not vexed at all.
0: To, yeah. It's to the point yeah. where she has become a plot wrecking device and like you have, to, <laughs> you have to get rid of her. You have to get rid the... of her or else the movie's over <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because... <laughs> So I don't know how they're gonna deal with that going forward. Um but uh but it was like extremely satisfying uh just how much yeah. ass she kicks once uh we, yeah, when once she fully can... powers on. Like, holy shit, I didn't know they were gonna make her that powerful.
1: Yeah, once she can fly through uh and destroy starships. With like no effort. Like <laughs> with you
0: know. no effort. Then you're like, Okay, well, <laughs> 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 but but that, that's I think that you know Spider Man had to practice web swinging a little bit. <laughs> yeah, th- there is that thing
1: where she's like, "Real, what made her think, hey, I can actually fly into this thing and not be hurt?" Like like I don't know how how did she know that?
0: Yeah, I, you know? I don't know. She just um, she just wasn't af- just wasn't afraid. Yeah. Brief aside, I saw the the other Captain Marvel movie that came out, Shazam. OK, which every time it's, now someone says to me, Captain yeah. Marvel, I think of Shazam first just because of the history. <laughs> right. But it's very it's confusing. Really, it's really good. I was surprised. OK, a, that's interesting. It's, it's it's a very entertaining movie. I'm, um, I'm hearing and, extremely diverse uh, opinions on that movie from and, people whose tastes I think I understand. <laughs> I, I I really
1: enjoy. It. I think. Well, the other thing was was I was I I wouldn't take the movie is being marketed as something you can like as a more kid friendly kind of movie. Yeah, I wouldn't take a kid to it. Yeah, I've heard it gets dark. It gets very dark, and um, um, and and, and in in many different ways. in a family, um, uh, in a biological family tragedy kind of way. In a um, and not just not not like the loss of a parent, but something even more unfriendly to kids. Um, and then um, there's there's scenes where he goes to strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see in the strip clubs, but he's in a strip. He goes to strip clubs. And then there, you know, there's alcohol. There's um, um, and then the the seven deadly sins are very gruesome. In fact, there are venom style deaths in it of people of heads being ch- bitten off people Hmm. it's really gruesome and like it was very shocking to me that that went that far but uh i have to say i was totally not for zachary levi's shazam and he turned me around i really it was a good movie i really liked it anywho
0: um we have
1: enough other movies to talk about um but yeah see yeah that's the thing i i see for me the the comment that she needs a bigger villain to fight someone that she might not be able to beat um, that all comes before she realizes her full potential or what seems to be when she recognizes she has more than she, power than she thought <laughs> and flicks that little thing. Cause she, she might not have hit her full potential yet. Um, where she snaps that off and suddenly becomes all powerful. Um, after that, yeah, there's nothing to stop her, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the. That's kind of the end of it all right there. And I think the whole leading, it's leading up to that moment that is her big villain. So once she becomes all powerful and starts kicking ass, the movie's kind of over. (laughs) You know? yeah, That's the victory, is self-realization. So after that, I was fine with there not being anything else. And I I only kind of wish she had shot Jude Law a little bit earlier uh, in his speech to prove she didn't really care what he thought. You know? Yeah. Like I was just waiting for it. But that, but it was good. It was a beautiful little thing to have, um, and a good casting on their part to, to, to make the uh, swoon worthy Jude Law be this, the person who's gaslighting because it's easy to be gaslighted by somebody with,
0: who's, you know. Is that, is that charming? Who's, yeah. Is that
1: charming and, and good? Seemingly the whole package. With perfect um, uh, facial structure. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, I wish you'd shot him earlier because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was great to be like, to know you're beaten and just go, no, 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 you can't, we can't fight on your level. You have to, you have to tie your arms behind your back and, and do it honestly. <laughs> fight me on my level. That's how I'll win. And, yeah, I, I don't care what you think. I really, you know. Whoosh, yeah, that was nice. a good moment. That was a yeah, good it moment. That was wonderful. And I was really happy to see Monica Rambeau. I was very happy to see, um, because, the first, um, uh, you read Secret Wars, right? The original Secret Wars? Uh, yes. Right. So that was my first Captain Marvel, which was Monica Rambeau, the daughter of The, the, best friend. the light
0: powers. Right. Yeah. But
1: I was really happy to see that. And then uh, the nice little references that she's destined to be Captain Marvel as well, just in the comics anyway. The second thing I really liked about Captain Marvel was I was really worried how they were going to do the Skrulls because in my it, they weren't they didn't talk on it much in the in the trailers and in my esti- my limited espina- estimation of the Skrulls, they seemed to be just bad in the comics they were just bad aliens that you t- didn't have to feel any sort of remorse about just mowing down yeah. you know cuz they, they they were just pure evil they just wanted to conquer they were just one note baddies and I'm going. Well, how are they going to do that? And make it, inter like, interesting. And then when they start doing the movie and they start showing you the shift that it's more of a, um, like a refugee situation. Right. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that you know that she's part of that. There be they you know she's part of that culture gaslighting of, of um of. Um, Exterminating the scrolls for not submitting to the rule, and I had to do. I heard a lot of people say they didn't like that, but I was sitting in the theater, even struggling with my own perception myself. Going, oh, no, wait a second, No, wait, why, why are they making doing this? The scrolls are the scrolls are just bad guys. They're not, and I realized I had a prejudice that I was struggling with, and I had to. That was, and I thought, I thought that was the whole point. It was to make me feel uncomfortable that they were portraying these classical bad guys as victims and like I, it was it was interesting because i actually had to wrestle with it <laughs> 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 like i had to square it in my mind like um no wait a second that wait, and and so I, I i realized that struggle in my mind was the whole point was to get me to force me to think about to force me to think about something that I'd already already categorized in a different light. And uh so I appreciated that. And also, I really appreciated seeing Ben Mendelsohn in a big Tim Pole movie where that was actually good. Like I love Ben Mendelsohn as an actor. He's been doing all these big Disney movies and they they're just they're just not very good. <laughs> Either the movies aren't good or his role isn't good. Oh well, you like so nice. you liked Rogue One. I did, but I didn't care for his role. Okay. Um and uh then Ready Player One wasn't good and it was was I I didn't like Ready Player One and his role was embarrassing in that and it was really nice to see him just in a, in a good blockbuster because if you uh it was nice. And then the other thing uh was if I if I had to change anything about Captain Marvel Here I go. The man's going to change things about Captain Marvel. If I had to change anything, I would reorder the post-credit sequences and the last scene of the movie.
0: Wait. Okay. So walk us through what those were.
1: All right. So um, to me, the movie ends when Captain Marvel gets her jacket on, which I don't know how that jacket doesn't freeze and crumble away in space. (laughs) Should have let the kid keep it. She gets her jacket on. She flies up to the ship. The scrolls kind of give her a an f- f- wave, and then she f- heads off with the scrolls to find them a new home into the dark void of space. That the movie's over to me. The movie, what it did then was it went to Nick Fury in his office, choosing a new eye. Uh, ah, yeah. Coulson's talking to him, and then he gets the idea
0: to. We find out Nick Fury is a terrible typist. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh and that uh he, he's he's better than me. You. No no I'm I'm no better than Nick Fury. I'm not uh <laughs> it's okay. I'm not talking as, as, as if
1: it. it's as by your Oscar notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um But like the Nick Fury cha- it, the whole point of the scene is that he changes he's inspired by her call name to to change it from project what was it Operation the, the, shoot, what was it before? It wasn't the Defender Initiative, but it was uh, like Protector Initiative. Okay. Changed it to Avenger Initiative, based on her call, inspired by her. Um, and then the mid-credit sequence is the end game. what we thought was an end game teaser, but turns out wasn't even in end game at all. It's the only connective tissue.
0: Uh, that's where the Avengers meet Captain Marvel, and then that's all we get. Which is That's kind of repeating, we kind of repeating the um, the stinger from Thor Ragnarok, where the the stinger is actually like the first scene from Avengers Infinity War, where <laughs> Thanos' <laughs> ship finds finds uh, the new uh, Asgard ship. Yeah, which I have mixed feelings about in terms of like
1: because I think post credit things should be little morsels, little something extras, not not necessary things for the movie to be whole you know but are they necessary though that that that's just it the the, the ragnarok one didn't need to be there the i mean no, the ragnarok one didn't need to wasn't necessary you could skip that and you'd be fine starting you just assume oh we're here there thanos's meet asgard ship yeah and then captain marvel so you they're... can just assume you, you knew that, that that he did the beeper. So you could just assume Captain Marvel came and started working with the Avengers. Okay. That's fine. Uh, the one I didn't like was the, the I actually had a list of these, weirdly. Uh, where is it? It was uh post credit sequences that I think should have been in the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like uh Thor Dark World had one with uh, Natalie where he comes back to Natalie Portman. That should have been part of the movie. I think Black Panther had a mid-credit sequence of um, him opening Wakanda to the world. I'm like, that should have been part of the actual movie, mm. you know, because that's really essential. And so, so, and then here, Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel, I, and the, oh, and then, so it was the, 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 the end game scene of Avengers Endgame in the middle, and then the end was um, Goose vomiting the Tesseract, hacking up the Tesseract onto Nick Fury's desk. Yeah So what, here's what I would do I think it would be a stronger movie If Catherine Marvel Flies off With the Skrull ship That's really the end of the movie But if you want a nice little funny thing at the end Put Goose With the Tesseract Vomiting on the desk Right before directed by Right So it's She flies off Cuts to Nick Fury's empty desk Cat vomits up the Tesseract now we, compl- we completed the question of where's the Tesseract? Where's Goose? It's with Nick Fury. Mid-credit sequence. Have, it be, have that be where Sam Jackson um, decide, uh, renames the, the Avengers Initiative. And then the post-credit sequence be the endgame tease. Now the reason I say this is because the movie ends with him typing in Avengers Initiative. That was never the story of this movie. Right. That's 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 a fun fan bit. That should that's be connective That tissue. should be a, a stinger, yeah. That should be a stinger that should not be part of the, the actual storytelling of the movie because it, But why should the Tesseract it, getting puked up be? Well, I mean, I'm just shifting things around. It should, it should really end right when she flies off. That's yeah. really how it should end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Tesseract picking up at least answers a question that was set up in the movie. The cat swallows the Tesseract. And then that's the last you see of it. Yeah. So you assume it's in the cat, which in the comics I believe is an interdimensional portal. <laughs> and then um, it's in the cat, but then you don't know, well, where's the cat? Where's the cat? and Where's the Tesseract? Well, if you show that post-credit sequence of him hacking it up on Nick Fury's desk, you're like, oh, the cats with Nith Fury, And then the Tesseract is going to end up uh, with um, in shield, which is what happens in real life um... in real life.
0: So that's why I think yeah. that's that's a better structure okay. to the movie. All right, so you brought me to to, to two things that um, kind of stuck in my craw a little bit about uh, Captain Marvel, just from a pure like comic book nerd point of view, is uh, yeah. So we find out we found we find out how, how the Tesseract the Tesseract right. spent some of its time between Captain America: First Avengers and Avengers, right? Right. Um, so in the opening of Avengers when they're doing experiments on the the Tesseract with Dr. Henry Selvig and mm-hmm. Hawkeye watching him better from afar, uh, I assumed and I assume everyone else assumed that they dug that up from the ice at the same time that they found Captain America. No, I was going to say didn't Howard Stark
1: find the Tesseract at the end of Captain America first Avenger but they didn't find Cap.
0: Oh is that what is that a, like a, is that a stinger in Captain America? No, it's in the or? actual movie.
1: They, the Howard Stark, and is in a submarine, um, and they're out looking for Cap, and they find the Tesseract, but they don't find him. Ah, oh, I forgot. I that. I think I'm gonna. I might have to. I'll see I about. No, I have no memory of that. Okay. I, no, here's the thing. I did have the same thought uh, too. I had forgotten that as well, but I believe that's what. Uh, I remember thinking at the same time, like this isn't lining
0: up. But then I go, but then yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's. I've been assuming because it melts through the bottom of the plane, and then the plane goes down, right. With Cap in it, that when they find Cap, they find the Tesseract, and because that 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 timing works out, we don't see the Tesseract again until. At yeah, the time some, that the... Avengers was released, we don't see. We haven't seen the Tesseract until. Steve Rogers has been thought out again, so it makes sense that they would find them at this, around the same time. But now you're telling me that we already had this information. But they had we're the Tesseract. Find... They didn't know what to do with it. They were using it for experimental jet propulsion or space propulsion. Knowing what we know now with in-game, right?
1: If the Tesseract, here I believe is the timeline, right? Captain America's in the plane. It melts through the plane, falls in the ocean. Cap goes into the ocean, into the ice, freezes. Howard Stark finds the tesseract, but they don't find Cap. They take that tesseract back to Shield headquarters in Fort in New Jersey, and there it's in the um, because when when they go back in time to get the tesseract and the Pym particles, um, that had to have been after Cap went into the ice because. Otherwise, the test rack wouldn't be in New Jersey. Right. Well, right?
0: now, right. Now we're in Endgame. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So so when and then they take it back, whatever. So then Cap returns it, but then when he then it sits through goes through Shield and does whatever until um, Marvel um, picks it up and starts using it for Project Pegasus, and then uh, at that point. Then he gets swallowed by Goose. Goose hacks it up on his desk. Nick Fury then puts it back in S.H.I.E.L.D. and then does more experiments with it in 2012
0: for that. Correct? Right. And um, so what's missing is like what's the precipitating event that causes them to get where they are in their research at that right. point in Avengers? And maybe it's just that they meet Dr. Henry Selvig and because he knows – Stuff about Asgard and portals. He made he helped make a portal that brought mm. Thor to Earth, or I, I don't know, um, or sent him back to. I, I I don't remember. I don't remember how.
1: Yeah. He, he did some to...
0: science and mystical science-y stuff in Thor. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, they tap right. him and say, he "Maybe ran you're naked the guy a to help times. us with uh with this tesseract business." So. Right,
1: because because it's through that portal that Loki arrives with the mine stone. So it's not it's not uh the fact that they already had another mind stone well, they didn't know that the tesseract was a infinity stone so yeah i don't yeah uh, i don't know what what were they even doing maybe it was just m- maybe because somebody had to be controlling
0: the stone to open the portal for loki to get through right I mean, now we're getting into need... like, if Thanos is trying to collect <laughs> six Infinity Stones, why does he entrust two of them to Loki? <laughs> right. Exactly. To conquer a planet that Thanos doesn't need, like he, you know, right. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't need Loki, so why did he put the whole operation at risk? Why didn't he? <laughs> right. Send he one. He handed to... over a stone. Why didn't he send Ebony uh, yeah. Maw instead? You know. Yeah. Whatever. We're not gonna.
1: Well, yeah, whatever. You too, too, I have well, to think about that. Don't look too
0: closely. It all falls <laughs> apart. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Um, but you brought up Goose. Hmm. Now, my kids loved Goose. Goose is the um, uh, among the reasons why Captain Marvel is one of their favorite MCU movies. They left the theater saying it was their favorite MCU movie, right? Mm. And Goose was a big part of that. Uh-huh. But I don't I just I, I want to know what Goose is. Well, he's a flirtkin. What's a flirt like <laughs> How did it get to Earth? Why is it right. How is it still alive uh, in right. in 2023? Like what happened to the super right. powerful thing that's powerful enough that it can swallow a cosmic cube that normal people can't hold in their hands without being banished to guarding the soul stone? <laughs> uh i i i, I there's, there's too many questions that remain unanswered it's uh this i should just let it go but goose what? goose bothered me it was goose bo- it seemed Sorry, like a guys. cheap it seemed like a cheap gimmick and a way just to get characters out of situations and then a joke that they just kept leaning on over and over again in the movie right. I was highly
1: shocked that they included it. And I didn't read I didn't never I had never read anything about um, with a flirt with a, the flirting in it in comics or whatnot. So I didn't know is about this, it but
0: is this from the comics? I have no yes, idea. Yes, it
1: is. It is. And so I looked it up and saw that he, it's an interdimensional being that has tentacles and it. it's not a It looks like a common house cat. But it's actually not, and it's got it's got tentacles that reach out and very powerful, and it has an interdimensional gateway port. So like you could you could actually swallow someone and send them somewhere or okay. something. All
0: right.
1: So, so um, and I saw that, and I was like, and it looks you know, like like it's basically this horrific. The way they draw it is just horrific, and I go, how? And then I saw that they, you know the reason I'm looking it up is because they had the cat in the poster. For Captain Marvel, just a little sign, and I went, "How oh, they're not doing that, are they? They can't do that. <laughs> no, they can't. They can't do that. There's no way that's gonna work." And you know what? I f- really liked it. You did. I was okay. fine with it. I-, I was fine with it. Now, granted, I, I know how it got there because Marvell brought it. Marvel brought Goose. It was Marvel's cat. So Marvell and Goose came to Earth to try to figure out the light, the faster than light propulsion system, to try to get the Skrulls another home. And then when she dies, Goose is left behind. But why, um, but where Goose is now <laughs> is and you know what I remember thinking when I, when I saw what the Flurkin was, I was going, Oh, please. And, and this, this is my list of things that I didn't want to see in Captain Marvel. Okay. Which was, I didn't want Fury's lost eye to be because of the
0: flirting. I, uh, so when they did the car accident and he gets the scratch above his yeah. eye, I thought, oh, that would have been so stupid if he'd lost his eye right there. I'm glad that they just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they just made a reference to the fact he's going to lose his yeah. eye in the future, but they didn't have it happen in this movie. That's so much smarter and more <laughs> clever. And then when when the cat scratches him, I'm like, oh, they did the gag again where like he gets a scratch by his eye. I'm like, oh, he did lose his eye right there. Yeah, but, it, it. So, but the, the incredibly strange thing about
1: it is that I, I'm not exactly sure why the Flurkin scratched him. I guess just because he was tired of being goo-gooed. Maybe, um, yeah. But it served no narrative... Purpose. And the thing that really bothered me though was that how weirdly nonplussed Sam Jackson was about the whole time. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. It's totally fine. I lost an eye. It's okay. Like yeah um and so but the fact is is that the cat scratch dug into his face. And then but when you see his and his eyes kind of still together when you see it in Winter Soldier, so you kind of made me wonder, did he is it just wounded, or did the cat do something to it? Is Nick's Fury special and somehow that way right now? I don't know, but just his his whole thing about "Oh, I'm fine, don't worry about it" when it's obviously like pussing and growing over, and 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 I can't see out of it anymore. His blase was, was so infuriating, and in just the kind of just toss off way they did it. And what really bothered me though was the was the thing he said in Winter Soldier. He That's- told Cap in Winter Soldier. The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Hey, and so I'm going. So, so the thing. So, is he was he saying in that moment I was trusting
0: this cat to let me pet it? <laughs> so that was okay. So, <laughs> so let's talk about Nick Fury in this movie. So, okay. Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I had got to talk about Brie Larson too. Brie Larson had a lot of charisma. Yes. Terrible terrible action hero <laughs> Can't, yeah, she, could not do action scenes until she starts flying and like okay CGI right. takes over now she kicks ass and it looks good right Right. <laughs> but until then like anytime she has to do a fight scene like uh, Seymour said after the movie watching Brie Larson run is like watching Steven Seagal run like she can't <laughs> she can't actually do it <laughs> Yeah, and she just, she looks, hard. she looks really slow. And like everybody else yeah. in the movie has to run extra slow to make her not look so slow. And she still just looks really slow. <laughs> she just is not athletic.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I, 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 I don't want to dis Brie Larson cause I like her a lot, but yeah, that, that was, it, it didn't really get in the way for me, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah. Impressive. She's, she's no Carrie Ann Moss. She's no. Right.
1: And I'm not going to make fun of Tom Cruise running anymore because now I see. Okay, <laughs> I, I think the Mission Impossible movies are just excuses to watch Tom Cruise run <laughs> and breathe wide-eyed. But uh, you know what? When you compare the
0: two, you're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so the the action scenes were generally the worst part of the of the movie. But other than that, Brie Larson, uh, very charming, and then her chemistry with Sam. Jackson was great. And mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it was very, uh, uh, big points to Sam Jackson for like really playing second banana to her yeah. in that movie and in, in that chemistry and being kind of the, the stooge. But it's hard to reconcile that with the version of Nick Fury that we see later. I patch Nick yeah. Fury, who's totally in control who has wheels turning within wheels, you know, has, has his own game that he's playing that he doesn't even let people know about and is like, super competent. The guy who gets out of the jam in in Winter Soldier, right? And so the yeah. guy in uh, the in the car chase. And the guy who now that you've brought it up that who like loses his eye because he trusts somebody. So you you want to see you not only want to see Nick Fury like use his, lose his eye in a badass moment. And so I I thought it would be funny if – Or just now, a
1: meaningful one.
0: Just a meaningful yeah. one. But it, also being a badass would be great, right? And I thought – that like I was totally fine. I was completely fine with like – no, this – the tone of this movie is this is a buddy picture. And so it's it's a different dynamic and we're going to see an earlier, less evolved version of, of Nick Fury. Right. Um, People grow. So yeah. And so I thought it would have been really funny if – Things keep almost happening to his eye. <laughs> Kinda like hot tub time machine, Crispin Glover style. I, I, I don't get the reference. Haven't seen the movie. Okay. Uh, if the cat has just scratched by his eye again, like, phew, that cat almost got my eye. Like I that would have been funny. Yeah. You know? And so you yeah. know he could, he loses his eye later, and that's why it's funny. Like, right. Don't see it happen right now. But he's also seems like a barely competent agent. <laughs> Through the course of the film, Mm -hmm. it would have been nice if he had gotten his own little arc that was also, you know, even if he like picks up some things from Captain Marvel, that's fine. But like through the course of this film, we kind of see him start to become the badass that even in like in the dialogue, he suggests he ought to be by now with all of the the B countries he has served in as a CIA agent. Right. Why isn't he more of an ass kicker at this point of his career? I understand for yeah. the services of like the plot and the chemistry and everything, that they didn't make him a total badass. But it would have, it would have been very satisfying to see, to see him like yeah. maturing on that arc towards Which, the Nick Fury we're gonna we're gonna see later. And I didn't I didn't I can, feel like I said I saw any of that. No, you're exactly
1: right. I think the whole point to go back in time and show Captain Marvel and his, and his her relationship her influence on Nick makes Nick, who he is. That, that would yeah, be that would have been yeah, cool. Like that would have been cool. Uh, Other or, or
0: than it, ex- inspiring the name of uh, the Avengers, but that's all it exactly. does. Exactly, right?
1: That's all it does because you'd think also the very fact that Skrulls infiltrated and could look like his um boss and look like his partner and look like Agent Colson, you'd think that would be a great way to see sow the seeds of mistrust.
0: Yeah. Yeah, to create the Nick Fury there is, and we see none of that. And now he's paranoid. And right, and but now no, he's paranoid. He's... Instead, he's coochie coo with the kitty cat. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, and and, and you remember when um, the the brilliant turn in Avengers when uh, uh, they're having it all out with Nick Fury and each other, and they all said, "Why are you building weapons off of the te- using the Tesseract?" And he says, "Well, because of him." And they point to Thor, and Thor's like, "What?" He goes, yeah, when he came down, that proved to us that there's things out there bigger than us. When, when, the, when the dreadnought came and all this other stuff that we don't have any defenses against. So we needed to find a way to make a defense. It was a great moment because it really it really made Thor was kind of feeling, feeling very sidelined in that. And it really made him critical to the story at that point because of his, his arrival to Earth. But now we see that he dealt with chameleon-esque impersonators from another planet
0: here maybe he has to say his story because they those people he's talking to don't know about the scrolls don't know about our that right that's that's still classified that's above their uh
1: their clearance right but it is is it interesting that i think the reason why he doesn't become so paranoid is because the uh the shape-shifting aliens uh were actually the victim were refugees and
0: being part of a larger well, the dozen wow. he met, I mean, you know. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. There are probably good and bad scrolls, just like everything else. Oh, absolutely. Right,
1: right. So he he's now on their side, at least, for that skirmish. So that probably eases him a little better with it, but nah, I, I still don't,
0: think. That does, I don't buy it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that's what the movies have ultimately kind of seemed to do and why we lost that kind of. Like, I think. It wouldn't have been as fun of a movie, but I think realistically, realistically, uh, I think that what happens in the events of Captain Marvel should have traumatized Nick Fury the way that the events of the Avengers traumatized Tony Stark. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To, to lead into Iron Man 3. And we'd, I didn't see, you didn't really see any of that. I guess the proposed Black Widow movie. Which, oh, you know, maybe, maybe that's it, what
0: it is. To fill
1: maybe in. they'll do that,
0: fill in. I don't know. Yeah, I hope, but at that point, um, Samuel L. Jackson is gonna feel like he's getting too old for this stuff. Right.
1: Well, you know what? As good as he was, and I didn't even notice all the age. I honestly, I didn't think they probably had to do too much age replacement, uh, uh, digital age work on him. I know but they did a lot, but he, he doesn't really look. Like he needs it. But then um, he they doesn't... did it, and he looked—he looked great. The only time I could tell it, that he was de-aged was when he was running or fighting. Because I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you are a lot older <laughs> than you look." <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when when he's getting beat up in the file record room, you're like, "Oh yeah, he's this is a guy in his prime." And no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely in his late sixties, <laughs> or whatever, however old he is. Actually, I think I looked it up once and I thought he was in his 70s, which seems crazy, but... Yeah, I think you might be right. He is 40, 1948, so... 71. He's 71 years old. That guy is banging on all cylinders. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so yeah, but overall, great movie, I thought. I thought it was a good movie. It was fun. The The character beats were well done, except for, except for Nick Fury. <laughs> no, I liked it. It was it was very yeah. entertaining, you know. I mean, I I think in the MCU, it's in the middle of the pack. I'd say high middle. It was a good time with the movies. It's hard to not start talking about Endgame and some of this. Yeah. I thought I thought the um, let's just say I thought Captain Marvel did a better job than Endgame about saying here's just a character who is strong and confident and knows what she wants without having to say girl power. It was just <laughs> right. Just, she just is. It just, she, 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 yes, she's a girl, but it's just about somebody who has this journey, yeah. right? And I, I liked that. I thought, I thought the way. That was that. The thematic that part of the, the the those themes were woven into there. But I thought it was really well. And the, you know, the the standing up montage when she gets knocked down. Yeah, I, I thought that was all really well done. It was really good. Yeah, me too. The way the device of the implanted memory, it can be really hokey, and it's the kind of thing that can be really good or it can like really kind of sandbag a movie, that kind of device if it's not done really yeah. well, but mm-hmm. I thought it was constructed really well so that like all of the big themes, character themes were all planted in those memories mm-hmm. and, and the way that they come back again is like part of her growth as a character is revisiting or, or plumbing the depths of those memories and what they mean. I, I, I thought that was all constructed really well.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. You know, for someone who said they didn't have a lot to say about Captain Marvel, you seem to sure have a lot to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's, no, there's a lot to be said. I have one more big question about it, but I'm going to save it for Endgame. Okay. And I have one more quibble, which just is
1: a tiny one. It's just one of those, you know, you got, if 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 you got a 22 movie machine with all different filmmakers and writers, you know there's going to be some things that don't line up. Like the bit about how, he says that no one calls me Nick, it's only Fury. People just call me Fury, and that's how he f- figures out that his boss isn't his boss. Yeah, but if you look at all the other movies, they call him Nick constantly. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Maria Hill is like Nick, 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 you know. Well, maybe it, Nick, Nick. in 1993, nobody called him. No, exactly, that's maybe. what you have to tell yourself, but it yeah. still was like, What are you talking about? If your mom calls you Fury, no one's going to call you Fury. I mean, I think um, Tony and, and and Cap call him Fury, but, you know, Black Widow calls him Nick. Ray Hill calls him Nick. Everyone calls him Nick. So, anywho.
0: Oh, oh wait, well. Wait, one more, one more uh, observation slash question. So, how many of Stan Lee's cameos has he been canon playing Stan Lee? Now, Captain Marvel, he obviously is. He's reading for his part in Molly, right? Which was very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I thought that was that was very sad, very satisfying when he's talking to the Watchers. It's a, He never said they never say it, but you kind of implied that it's, is him. It's implied it's him in that one, right? Yeah, yeah. right. But only probably only two, right? Like we have no so. reason to think that he is in any of the other ones. In game might be nice. To think maybe that that's had, maybe get, that's him. Because <laughs> his bumper
1: sticker says enough said, right? Is that what yeah, it says? Yeah, no,
0: yeah, that's it. Make so love like not war, that. baby. But he wasn't wasn't <laughs> he still in New York at that point? Well, I mean he'd probably I'm sure he took traps to LA <laughs> and drove past <laughs> yeah. military bases. bases and, yeah. and yelled, Make yeah. love, not war. Woo. Yeah, he's still editor in chief of uh Marvel yeah, yeah, Comics yeah. at that point. <laughs> he hadn't left to go to Hollywood and develop terrible movie and television properties except for the incredible hulk uh except right well that concludes part one of part three of the marvel cinematic universe episode of you watched it wrong coming up sometime someday our little discussion on avengers endgame and until then happy thanksgiving